Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Ooh, glory be to God. Good evening, everybody. Uh, if you can hear me, please can you just signify uh, via the chat that you can hear me? Um, because we are not using a monitoring system at the moment. So if you can hear me loud and clear, please do signify that you can hear me. If you think we, I, we need to add more volume, just let us know and we will add some. But please make sure your own volume too is turned up. Fantastic. Fantastic. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay. So, um, we've been exploring the book of Hebrews, chapter 11. And we've been doing a series on it. And tonight we are going into the part 5 of this series. The title of this series is What They Saw. In other words, what did they see? What did the patriarchs of faith see that they obtained a good report from God that God said concerning these ones that no, this ones, you know, have pleased me because the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6 that is that without faith, it is impossible to please God for he that must come to him must believe that he exists or that he is and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord for the opportunity to share your word amongst your saints. Father, Lord, I pray that you inspire my tongue with your utterance and you transform the hearts of the of the hearers in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you establish this word in your heart by the power of your spirit. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen and amen. <clears throat> All right, so we'll do a little bit of reading and then we'll do, uh, you know, a little bit of Bible study right and then we'll do a little bit more of praying glory be to god okay so hebrews chapter 11 um so the first time we just did an introduction the second uh part that is part two we talked about abel part three we talked about enoch part four we talked about noah and now today is part five we're talking about abraham so and wh where we can find abraham in hebrews chapter 11 is verse 8 hebrews 11 verse 8 through 10 through to 10 rather hebrews chapter 8 hebrews chapter 11 rather excuse me verses 8 to 10 it says by faith abraham when he was called to go out into a place which he should which he should sorry let me, let me take that again by faith abraham when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance obeyed oh sorry you know king james can be very weird in other words what that part was trying to say was by faith abraham you know was called out to go into a place where he should receive his inheritance right and he obeyed in other words faith can be expressed or we know that you are in faith when you are in obedience to god right because two verses before that verse the bible says that for he that must come to god it says but without faith it's impossible to please god that but he that must come to god must believe that god is and is a reward of them that diligently seek him in other words if you are praying to a god that you do not acknowledge his existence in your heart then you are reciting rhymes you are making vain repetitions as jesus would say are you are you with me tonight aha uh -huh. right so so when you are praying the first thing you, you do you need to know is that look god is real he exists 
he's listening to me he's acknowledging my prayers and i can acknowledge him i don't have to feel him in my body i don't have to hear a weird sound like my son my son my daughter my daughter turn thou left to the west and look yonder from you know no, god i mean many christians can you know be weird like that god is not that weird right god is not weird at all right because 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 if god only spoke king james then how did he communicate to watch my knee who was chinese how did he communicate with you know you know apostle ayo babalola who was a yoruba man how did he communicate with um, with um, Archbishop Benson in Dahosa, who was a Benin man? How did you communicate with Cory Tenboom, who was a Dutch woman? How did you communicate with Maria Woodward Ether, who was an English woman? Uh, more like American, anyways, right? But, but you understand the point that I'm trying to say. How do you communicate with people in our generation like Apostle Juliermo Maldonado, right? Or, you know, and, and, and a host of other people like that who are Brazilians because God created languages. So God does not particularly speak in a certain way. Just, and, and okay, let me just leave that. All right. So, so, so when you pray, acknowledge that God is listening to your prayers. Acknowledge that the Holy Spirit is also helping you to pray. So, the Bible records in verse 8 of, of Hebrews chapter 11 that by faith, Abraham, you know, um, went out not knowing where he went. He went sheer, by sheer faith, obeying every instruction that God gave to him. And, and, and see, my brothers and my sisters, when, when God tells you to do something, you must endeavor by all means to rely absolutely on what he says and not devise your own instructions along the way. This is why many people take God's will and end up doing it their way. And they wonder why, you know, the miracles or the blessings have not come or why they've not entered into their inheritance. Do not take God's will and end up doing it your way. The Bible records in verse 9 of Hebrews chapter 11, it says, By faith, Abraham sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with his sons, and his grandson Isaac and Jacob right the heirs with him of the same promise you see that verse 10 it says for he looked for a city which hath foundations whose builder and maker is God in other words what Bible was saying here concerning um, father Abraham was that Abraham sought God in everything he did in in every step he took many of us um, who, who, um, you know, you, you are conducting business deals and you did not even ask the Lord, Lord, should I sign off on this deal? I mean, because, you know, when you do all the analysis, you know, all the business analysis on it, the um, marketing strategy, uh, the four P's, you know, the product place, you know, and all those, you know, you know strategic marketing stuff, uh, the SWOT analysis, Porter's Five Forces and everything, and everything comes out good. You do a financial a five-year financial forecast and i mean by the way for those people who do business you would know that that every business that is represented on an excel spreadsheet is designed to make money every business that is, that is presented on an excel spreadsheet might not fail because it is done in a perfect environment which is an excel spreadsheet it is virtual until the push actually comes to shove 
So many people think that, oh, you know, this investment is good because my friends are doing it, because that's what everybody is doing, because this is happening, because that happened. But we never seek the counsel of God. What made Abraham's faith remarkable was that, was that like David, in everything he did, he sought the counsel of God. He said here in verse 10, he says that, for he looked for a city which had foundations, which builder and designer or maker is God. So when, when you want to get a house, maybe you want to buy a house or you want to rent a property or you want to buy properties, you don't just buy it because it's cheap. You buy it because somewhere in your heart of heart, after praying, you can sense that God needs you there. God needs you to acquire that. Are you following what I'm saying here tonight? So, so in everything that Father Abraham did, he, and of, of course, now look, Father Abraham did make mistakes. He did make mistakes. And, 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 and look, we must learn to forgive ourselves as we walk with God and we make mistakes. I, I, I personally struggled with some of that when I made it. I was like, no, I should not have made mistakes. No, I'm leading people, blah, blah, blah. No, forgive yourself and move on. We all are learning every day. We are learning how to hear God. We are learning how to follow God on the move, on the go. But if you sit there and sulk in your sorrows and begin to cry and lament over spilt milk, the milk is spilt already. You can't do anything. You can't reverse, you know, that causation for making the milk to spill. So move on. And guess what? Father Abraham did not particularly have God working in him. He had God walking with him. But now we have the Holy Spirit on, on our inside. Glory be to God. Which means that, you know, if we will listen more intently to the Holy Spirit, the probability of making errors and mistakes will be far slimmer than the patriarchs of faith that came before us. Good. Having established that, look at what Apostle John says in 1 John chapter 1. It says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life. Verse 2, it says, For this life that we have handled, we, right, it was manifested and we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and manifested unto us. So, Apostle John was saying that, look, I, that he could only hand over with the other um, apostles the things that he has seen of the Father because his hands can now handle it. He had gotten to that point where his hands can handle it. Why? Because he heard. Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. He saw faith opens your eyes to see, right? Faith is the sight of the heart. So when you hear, your eyes open. And then he looked upon, which means that he ensured that that which he had seen did not lose, I mean, that he did not lose sight of that which he had seen. And that was exactly what Father Abraham did. Because he heard the Bible. Let's turn our Bibles to um, 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 Genesis. Let, let's hear the first part where we mentioned where, where Abraham, Father Abraham, was mentioned in the Bible. Father Abraham has many sons, many sons like Bolu. I am one of them, and so are you. So let us praise the Lord. All right, so yeah, I said Abraham chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12 actually the first place Abraham was mentioned was you know Genesis chapter 11 verse 22 where the Bible was reading his genealogy genealogy right that you know now these are the generations of Terah Terah begat Abraham Nahor and Haran and Haran begat Lot and so on and so forth so Abraham's brothers were Nahor and Haran right and Lot was his nephew the 
popular lot that you know. Verse 31, it says, And Abraham took his son of, of Genesis chapter 11, and, and Terah took his and Terah took Abraham, his son, and Lot, the son of Haran, his son's son, and Sarai, his daughter, his daughter-in-law, and his son's his son Abraham's wife, and they went forth with them from Or of the Chaldees to go into the land of Canaan, and they came unto Haran and dwelt there. And the days of Terah were two hundred and five years, and Terah died in Haran. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Scrabasco Bavashita Pregadomashki Lebrahanto Cleate. Ije Krebovaki Astrovahate. I want to submit to you tonight that that now I'm not trying to shake tables. I'm not trying to break tables. I'm trying to just show you what I see. Let me show you what I'm seeing here. Genesis chapter 11, verse 31. It says, And Terah took Abram. That's Abram's father, Abraham's father. And Terah took Abram, his son, and Lot, the son of Haran, his son's son, and Sarai, his daughter-in-law. That is, Terah, the father of Abram, took Abram, took Lot, took Sarah. Right? And they went forth with them from Ur of the Chaldees to go into the land of Canaan. Which means that Abraham's father began the journey into the promised land first. Which means that, but the Bible did not record that Terah, Abraham's father, had a relationship with God. But what would make Terah leave the Ur of the Chaldees? The Ur of the Chaldees were people who were astrologers, who were, you know, um, uh, people, you know, the zodiac sign people, you know, I'm Gemini. I am, look, look, you are not Gemini. You are not Cancer. You are not Capricorn. You are not Aquarius. You are a child of God. Your life is not governed by the revolutions of the, of the, of stars around. Look, look, I do not know where we get that from. If you're a Christian, you are, if you're a Christian, you're a Christian. Amen. Okay. Glory be to God. Right. So, 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 Terra made the first move. Maybe he did that by impulse because we found in the Bible that sometimes people stumble into the plan of God. People stumble into the will of God. Sometimes we found that. Right? Right. So, now, now the reason I want to let you, I want to inform you about this is about the fact that, you know, Terah took his entire family, which was Abraham, Sarah, and, his, and, and Lot, was that when Terah died at age 205, and Abraham, and God spoke to Abraham, right? Um, um, God told him to leave his house, his father's house. But when he left his father's house, he took Sarah, he took Lot, the exact same people that his father took. Which could mean that he just continued walking with God where his father continued from. So I'll just leave that to you. I will not expound on it so that we do not go into uh, borderline, you know, heresy. Good. Let's just just continue following the word of god so chapter 12 of genesis of genesis it says now the lord had said to abram get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that will show you but i still have a question in my heart who told abraham how to acknowledge god could it be terror his father could it be i mean that's a take-home assignment because i personally do not have the answer for that question and the bible does not explicitly record it how abraham met god or how god you know met with abraham at first we have record in the bible or we have recorded for us in the bible how you know there were 
you know, other encounters, but we do not know the first encounter. But the Bible says, now the Lord had said, which means that the Lord must have been speaking to Abraham before. You see? Okay. It says, now the Lord had said unto Abraham, get thee out of thy country, out of thy country, and out and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show you. Verse 2. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless you, and I will curse them that curse you. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Amen and amen. Now, I want to put something here forward to you. God told Abraham that, that if he followed him and did what he told him to do, that in blessing he would bless him, you know, and, and those who curse him, right, um, you know, they will be cursed and all that. When you are walking in the perfect will of God, your life no longer becomes yours. Look, when we say, Lord Jesus, come and be my Lord and Savior, you must mean it. Because, because for God to be Lord over your life is like somebody being a landlord over a land. You, I mean, you have a will, you, have a, you can choose, right? But if you have submitted your will to the Lord, then, then it means that, that you should not want to do anything of your own volition. You should ask. Okay. Right. So verse 4, the Bible records that Abraham de- departed and all that and all that and all that. Now, but where I'm actually going to hear is Romans chapter 4 and verse 17. Because, if, because it, will be, it, it, will, it will be impossible for us to read the entire you know, story of Abraham and all the you know, stuffs that he did and the mistakes that he made. Just for us to you know, um, summarize it and then help us understand what, um, what his story was all about. But the Bible summarizes it for us in Hebrews chapter 11 and then Romans chapter 4 verse 17 to 19. When God told him to leave his father's house, right? And he left with Sarah, he left with um, Lot, he left with, you know, cattle and all that. And, and he left, you know, and he began to move and, you know, obey the Lord. The Bible records further, much further in the book of Hebrews that he obtained a good report you know, because he sought after, you know, a city whose foundation uh, was built was built by the Lord, right? And 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 this is worthy of note, because the foundation of the city he sought was not for himself, was for his descendants. Because God did not just tell him to go to that land; He said He, he said that land was for himself and his inheritance. And then, of course, Abraham began to look for an inheritance on the journey, which means that on your journey to destiny right there are other things that god will require for you to enter into on your way to destiny right on his way to canaan god needed him right to become fruitful you see god needed him to become fruitful such that when he passed on he would have a seed that will that will continue it in the earth now we all know the story when you know abraham had heard god but he wanted to do God's will his own way because somewhere in his heart, it just felt like, you know, God was a good God, but God was not that powerful to turn his old body into, um, you know, into a fruitful land. And this is a word of prophecy to someone here. You have, 
made mistakes in your businesses you've made mistakes in your career and in your business and you feel that it is all over because of a misconduct because you know you try to you know help god to fulfill his word over your life this is god's words to this is god's word to you i will start over again i will do a new thing the years that your pride has eaten the years that your sin has eaten the years that your disobedience has eaten because you have turned to me i would restore those years that the canker worm the kapama worm, the caterpillar the locust have eaten and i'll bring you into the land that i had promised you years ago i would ensure that that your fruit abides on the earth i had to stop because i was already i was almost beginning to prophesy in my understanding and the utterance had, had ceased that was why i held myself back all right good 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 all right amen and amen amen and amen right so so and, and god promised him that and so you know he wanted to help the lord and so on and so forth and and his wife even suggested that you know you know we, we have the slave girl right over there you know it's just you know i mean after all is your seed right and of course he made a mistake and this is why i want to tell you that when the lord promises you isaac the devil will present ishmael to you be careful be very careful the devil is trying so hard devil is trying so hard to abort god's promises in your life he will send discouragement he will send distractions he will send counterfeits so that you can rejoice you know in the little things while missing out on the big things the devil will not mind you winning a few battles as long as you lose the war of course you should know that that every war is made up of several battles world war one world war two you know the battle of normandy you know that i mean that there were battles many battles in world war one there were many battles in world war two so the devil does not mind you winning a few battles as long as you 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 win the war likewise god does not mind you losing a, f- a few battles as long as you win the war right so and that's why i want you to understand that when god gives you a promise be watchful be vigilant because the devil will come and present his own value proposition to you and the devil will sound like god when you are when you are in need abraham was in need let me share you a personal story and and i say this i say this with 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 a lot of humility i say this with um, i don't say this as someone who um um who did it by his strength but i'm saying it as somebody who who is humble enough to acknowledge god's help even in times where it looks like god's voice is scarce mm-hmm. so there was this time in my life it was a couple of years ago i was already into ministry i was um, in ibadan at the time and um you know you know, there was a woman who was paralyzed on the bed for a couple of years and all that and you know they introduced that to me and you know she, she told me all the things she's been through so she was not just sick in her body she was sick in her soul because uh, her husband had taken all the children away from her sold her properties and so on and so forth and 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 divorced her on the on the sick bed and married another person while she was on the sick bed so and she had a bone marrow disease so you can imagine someone struggling with a bone marrow disease who was also you know uh 
being hurt in her soul. But that's really not testimony. I mean, she got healed. We prayed for her. She was a Muslim at the time. She gave her life to Christ. Got filled with the Spirit. Um, walked up from the bed two weeks after you know, you know, uh, you know, after I prayed for her, and and, and glory be to God, right? And she was a wealthy wealthy woman before that incident and then of course her businesses began to pick up again she's in the military right uh she has family members in the military as well so you know yeah so uh, family is quite powerful in the country so um and and then she began to tell me oh pastor you've been there for me and and of course while while i was doing all that of course you know that we don't do the gospel god did not give the gospel to us to sell we are not hawkers of the gospel. No, we are witnesses. There are two different things. We don't sell. We don't sell anointing, just so that you know. We don't hawk anointing, right? The anointing is not for sale. Just in case you know, the gospel is not for sale. Of course, it is. It costs money to propagate the gospel, but the gospel itself is. You don't tell people to give to you so that you know they can provoke an anointing. I just wanted to you know establish that. Okay, good. All right. So and and you know she began to of course while while I was ministering to her and discipling her over the phone. In fact, till today I've never seen her with my own eyes. This is many years ago. She you know you know of course I'll call her, pray for her. I never asked her for a dime. And you know she was like telling me, Pastor. You know, you are the only one who has been there for me. My husband left me. You know, uh, you know this and that. Um, um, thank you so much. You know, and of course, I, I was really grateful to God, and I was so excited because when you saw the, the woman when she was sick on the bed for two years, she was so dry. You would think she had AIDS, but when she got healed, about two three months after she got healed her body began to glow you would never think this one was ill neither would you think this one has given birth to five children mm-hmm. and then and, and and so she began to talk to me and engage me and tell me that you know um yeah, you know um uh, my pastor you are so good to me slowly she began to say Rimi. you know she began to say you know our uh, pastor can i have your account number let me just send you a couple of millions of naira at least let me start with one million naira you know just so to help your ministry you have helped me you know the the logical thing is to give her the account that ah, god after all used me she gets now ah. and guess what at that time in my life i was broke i was so broke that i was owing mtm money i was so broke <laughs> i was so broke I didn't, <laughs> I didn't have food to eat and um you know she began to tell me and then and I, I, I was i was very single right i was very single broke and you know one fine woman that is showing you attention you will even forget the age because by the time by the time you see how fine she is the money she has and she began to tell me you know pastor and then she began to call me olowurimi for yoruba people the, the me means my husband uh, to transliterate it olowurimi means the person who paid my dowry you know I just got a revelation from for, 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 um, from that, you know. Jesus is our lower lowerwa, uh-huh. right? And then she began to she began to tell me all sorts of things, and then I, I, was, I was, of course, I was going to send my account number to her. That ah, God, after all, this woman has been healed from the bed, you know, a life and death situation, bloody, 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 blah. And I was praying one night, and the Holy Spirit said, "If you dare, send your account number to her." The Holy Spirit didn't finish it though. He just said, if you dare. That was all the Holy Spirit told me. I said, God, what do I do? But I need money and you've made me a blessing to this woman and she wants to give me one million naira for blessing. I didn't send account number me. I only 2K. One million money. And 
Holy Spirit said, No. I, I honestly did not know what the Lord was protecting me from. And, and the next thing the Holy Spirit will say, block her, delete her number, block her from social media, block. And I did. I did. And a couple of months later, the Holy Spirit said, okay, unblock her and then check up on her and pray for her and leave her be. Do not collect anything from her. And of course, when the Lord gives you such instructions, you will think that, ah, okay, thank God, at least we have overcome it. Be, that maybe next week, the Lord will send somebody that will bring 10 million. Let me tell you something. Two years later, there was no 1 million to enter my account. Right? But, you know, I did not die. I was still eating. God was providing my daily bread. It continued with fire. What I was, sorry, what I want to bring out from this story is this. When you are submitted to the Lord through faith, when you are submitted to the Lord, you are not permitted to mix old wine with the new wine. You are not, uh, you are not permitted to mix different fires. You are not permitted to, to, to pray in tongues and go and sodiu I mean, sorry. Oh God, I'm so sorry. I don't know what I'm speaking about today. There's a song, there's a, I mean, there's a Europe song that says, Ijo Timojo, Ijo Jesuni, Baba Majen Sodiu Kenniwajuifa. Right? Now, that, that song is deep. Right? That song is deep. Um, may the Lord give you understanding because I honestly do not know. <laughs> <laughs> how to interpret that song for you tonight the summary of the song is this even through thick and thin you can't be a christian and go and roll your butt or you know shake your butt in front of an idol and then come to church later to testify for it because sometimes people come to give testimonies in church but it was not the lord that actually did that miracle for them after cutting the corners people will still come and give testimony in church praise god are you following what i'm saying here so the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 4 and verse 17 that after Abraham has made that mistake of Ishmael, he now had to come back to the basics. He had to try it all over again. And that's why I prophesied. And I think that's why the Holy Spirit allowed me to prophesy to somebody a couple of minutes ago. And I want to encourage you, if you have made mistakes in your faith, if you have done things that you should not do, if you have cheated people that you should not have cheated, and and in fact, if you have done things that you, because because, whew, I'm supposed to be preaching about Abraham, but the Lord is telling me to talk about restitution just right now. If you have taken things from people unlawfully, right, um, return it. It's called restitution, because God can forgive you, but a lot of men will not forgive you. But there are a couple of things that you cannot restitute. For instance, if and I believe that restitution is something that we don't really preach again in the body of Christ. Um, and, and it's a biblical concept. It's a new creation preaching because Jesus preached it. Uh-huh. And Jesus is the embodiment of all creation, whether new, yeah, especially the new creation. Uh-huh. Right. And 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 so so if you steal somebody you steal something from somebody you return it and you put interest if you lie to somebody go back tell the truth apologize to them for lying that's restitution you can only restitute if you are truly repented but god forbid let's say somebody raped somebody you cannot restitute rape you cannot unrape the person do you understand what i'm saying of course god will forgive you but the law will still be carried out on you right of course you you apologize to the person you pray to god for for god to touch the heart of the person and so on and so forth the essence of restitution is following peace with man 
Uh -huh. I just thought I should leave it there. Right. And so this is the word of God to someone. If you have done something to someone that you should not have done, go back and restitute according to how the Holy Spirit places it in your heart to restitute. If you have cursed on somebody, if you have insulted, go and apologize. I just thought I just really felt a tug in my heart to talk about that. So Abraham had made the mistake of Ishmael, yes, to encourage someone here. You have made a mistake in your ministry, you have made a mistake in your business, you have made a mistake that you know it was it was your fault. It was not like ah one shemilati abuli it's not like they are following me from the village or something. No, you made a mistake, you know it was your fault. Right now I'm asking and, and you are sorry about it, right now I'm asking that the mercy of the Lord speaks for you. That the blood of Jesus that blots out the handwriting of the enemy which was written against us that was contrary to us and i decree that the blood of jesus takes that transgression blots it out and nails it to the cross in the name of the lord jesus i pray for anyone here who has made a serious mistake in their destiny lord precious holy spirit i ask that you do not pass them over i know they will still be saved but lord you you know why you chose this ones for destiny lord i ask for grace for these people you said in your word in lamentations chapter 3 and verse 23 that your steadfast love never ceases your mercy never comes to an end they are new every morning in other words lord when you have shown us mercy today your word says that tomorrow you start all over again lord i'm asking that you start your mercy over again you give this ones and give me to another chance to push and forge ahead in destiny lord we are asking for your help in jesus name we have prayed amen i just thought to pray that for somebody so abraham made the mistake where god told him that look i'm going to grant give you a son who would carry on the inheritance and in him shall you know all the nation in you shall all the nations of the earth be blessed through your seed right and then abraham made a mistake by you know you know mixing the waters and then he, he had ishmael and for isaac to come into the house ishmael had to be chased out of the house so this is a lesson for someone you've made a mistake a costly mistake right um, you need to find a way to isolate yourself from that mistake so that you don't uh, i mean so so that so that you don't keep your eyes on the mistake and at the promise of god at the same time it will not yield anything apostle james says he says any man who is unwavering in his faith let him not think that he will receive anything from god in other words you are looking at your mistake of your past right and then you are also looking at the future that god has promised you that the truth is that future will never come as long as the past is still in view right so what 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 abraham did was that he took his past away he gave them he blessed them with the blessing of the lord and sent them away so this is the word of god to someone here you've made a mistake isolate yourself from that mistake isolate yourself from that mistake isolate yourself from that mistake do away with that mistake you know uh, shield yourself from that mistake isolate yourself from that mistake so that your eyes can now be refocused on the blessing let me put it this way when the children of israel were murmuring and snakes came out from in, in the wilderness and began to bite them moses god told moses to make an image of a bronze serpent which was which was a type and shadow of jesus christ being crucified on the cross right as our healer right and 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 and, and, and you know the bible records that those who looked 
on their infirmities died, but those who looked on the brazen serpent were healed. In other words, if you are looking upon your past, your wound, your guilt will keep festering deep within you. The self condemn the, the condemnation by the devil will become a self-sabotage by you, and then your life will never be improved. You'll still be full of the, filled with the Holy Spirit. You'll still be able to pray in tongues. In fact, you might even lay hands on sick people and they'll be healed. But your life, you will not be able to fulfill destiny because your eyes are still in the past. The reason Lot's wife became a pillar of salt was that she looked back at that which God told her to go away from. In other words, salt preserves the past. So because though she had left Sodom and Gomorrah, Sodom and Gomorrah was still in her heart. Therefore, when she looked back at Sodom and Gomorrah, she turned to a pillar of salt, which was telling us in typology that that pillar of salt she turns to was a preservative. She preserved the image of Sodom and Gomorrah in her heart. She and she, In other words, she, relish, she did not agree with God taking her from Sodom and Gomorrah. She would have, she would have rather died in Sodom and Gomorrah than to get to the promised land and that was why that happened praise the Lord so this is a word of prophecy to someone here do not do not cherry look even if it's victories that you have made in the past the bible says remember not the former things right apostle paul says he says he says he says i i i he says i don't remember i press forward for the mark of the higher calling he doesn't consider the former things because sometimes i found out that sometimes our victories in the past just like our failures in the past are capable of hindering us from the successes and the great destiny that god has in store for us so you were on Campus before, and you gather the people of 100, 200, 1000, 2000, and then your mind still remembers and misses that experience. His truth is, you will not be able to do anything good for God because every time you are talking, you say, Those days when I was calling 1000 people, when I was calling 500 people, your mind is still preserving the past. Take your eyes away from the past, dear Abraham. Take your eyes away from Ishmael and focus on the promise of the coming of Isaac hallelujah praise god and so so when abraham did that successfully the bible then records in romans chapter 4 and verse 17 it says as it is written romans chapter 4 verse 17 said as it is written i have made you a father of many nations before him who he believed even god right who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were so the Bible says in verse 18, it says, Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. So the reason, um, um, so and, and then the Bible says in verse 19 of, of Romans chapter 4, it says, And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about an hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Verse 20, He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. In other words, the reason Father Abraham did not consider his body dead, that is, his mind changed after Ishmael had left, and after he had dealt with his mistakes and then he moved on, right? Dear Abraham, move on, move on from Ishmael and focus on the coming of Isaac, all right, good, right? And, 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 right? So the reason he was able to reckon his body alive and, 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 and strong enough and potent to carry the seed and impregnate his wife, right? He, and look, the Bible did not record that he also, he didn't just believe for himself. He didn't believe just for himself. He believed for his wife as well. 
are you following what i'm saying here so when when father abraham you know the reason he was able to consider his body alive was because the bible records in verse 17 of this same romans chapter 4 that he believed in god who quickens the dead and calls those things which be not as though they were listen to me my brother if god has told you that this thing is going to happen your situation might not look about uh, might not look like it you might not even have the degree but as long as you have the decree from the lord hold on to it hold on to it hold on to it you might not have the necessary skill set you might not have the necessary connection you might not have the necessary funds or resources but as long as god has impressed it upon your heart that this is who you shall be this is what you must do this is how you shall be hold on to it because your life actually depends on it abraham held on to it after 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 leaving his past and as he kept beholding that remember we quoted what apostle john said in first john chapter 1 verse 1 he said that which we have heard which we have seen with our eyes which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life that we now make manifest unto you abraham kept hearing that which god has said to him his eyes were open to see what god said to him because god told him to look at the stars and number the stars in order to tell the story of the stars astrologers because because abraham had an, an, an astrology background to number the stars does not mean to count all the stars it means that from stars you know astrologers can tell stories that was where the zodiac sign was born from but we have the holy spirit so we don't rely on zodiac signs you're not aquarius let me say that again you're not pisces you are a son of God. For those who are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. Romans chapter 8 verse 14. So you don't say, ah, you know, that's so me. It's me. That's me. Nobody can change me. I am Aquarius. Anybody that must marry a Gemini, you must be a full-time job. I mean, I mean, I mean. You stop, stop speaking condemnation over yourself. When God says, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, which one is that you are Gemini? Who then fade for? You are praying in tongues. How? Are you following what I'm saying here tonight? Uh-huh. Right. And, 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 and so he began to, you know, God told him to number the sands of the seashore. And so, and so, after he had heard the word of faith and his eyes were opened because he heard God, he began to look upon it. So every night in the stars, he looks at it. When he, when he walks, look, walks on the sand, he sees the sand, he remembers. Look, when God gives you a promise, write a confession that keeps you remembering these things daily. Look, the reason God told him to look at the stars was that in the night, he will remember. When he looks at the sand during the day, he will remember. That is why the Lord says to Joshua, in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, he says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but thou shalt meditate upon it when? Day and night, day, the sand, night, the stars. And thou shalt observe to do what... And now, and I explained to you some, some, some Thursdays ago what the law was. The law was not the, the Torah. God had told Moses that Abraham, that Joshua was the one that was going to... I'm sorry, I'm talking about Joshua. But Joshua was going to be the one that would take over from him. Then God told Moses to rehearse those things in Joshua's ear every time before he died. So it was those things that he recited that had become law. Look, when God gives you a promise, that thing becomes law. It becomes a law. When God gives you a promise, it becomes law. So when God told Abraham that he was going to be a father of many nations, as far as God was concerned, that his promise had become a law. That his promise had become law. Are you following what I'm saying here? When God gives you a word, it becomes law. Not You are the only one who can change it. But as far as it's concerned, that prophecy is hanging over your head. Your head. So if God has told you five years ago, 
that that uh, you are going to bring in millions for the for the for the gospel you are going to raise the dead you are going to shake any conjugate and then you backslid that thing is still hanging over your head come back to the lake come reroute allow the google map of heaven to reroute you back on the road that prophecy is hanging over your head so go back to it my brother go back to it my sister look 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 god invested his blood he paid blood for you so he will not just discard you like that the only reason God will withdraw from me is if you just decide that, look, I'm not doing this thing again. Receive mercy in Jesus' name. Uh-huh. Receive grace in Jesus' name. Say, somebody say, mercy you. Uh-huh. Like Baba Debo, will say. Are you following what I'm saying here tonight? Go back to that thing. God told you that, that you're going to build the, the, yeah, you're going to build a hospital. I hear in my spirit that God told someone here that, that you're going to build a hospital. I, I don't know why you are to build it. I don't know who you are to build it for. But I just see someone building a hospital. Uh, right. So, so, for instance, if, let, let's take that person's prophecy as, as, as an example. God tells you that you're going to build a hospital. You're going to build an orphanage. Snap pictures of orphanage on Google. Put it as wallpaper on your phone. So that before you want to talk to that babe, as you open your wallpaper, the first thing you are seeing is orphanage. The first thing you are seeing is hospitals. When God tells you that you are going to preach the gospel, download an image of a crowd. Put it as, I mean, for, for those who check my, who see my laptop. Ah, there, there's a wallpaper of a crowd on my laptop. Both as screensaver. But, so that when I open my laptop, even if I don't feel like praying, when my eyes look at it, I'm like, ah, this is me someday. going to be preaching to crowds. Glory to God. There's no money in your pocket, but yeah, yeah, God tells you, God tells you that you are going to feed nations, you are going to finance the gospel, you are going to finance your friends who are doing ministry in the gospel and you shall part alike. God tells you that. But then the only thing you have is OND or even NCE, or in fact, or even a high school certificate or certificate. It's not certificate, you have a certificate you have. All you have to do is put that thing in your heart. Meditate on it day and night. Meditate on it day and night. Meditate on it day and night. Med- Look, the word of God, when you meditate on the word of God, it transforms you into that thing that God has said is what will happen. If you do not meditate, there will be no transformation. Meditation transforms you into that which God has said you will become. Are you following what I'm saying here tonight? This was how Abraham's body became alive. He meditated on the fact that one, God was able to quicken everything and call for things that be not as though they were. Number two, his body came alive again because he kept looking at the stars that God had told him to look upon and looked at the sun that God has told him to look upon. What has God told you to look upon? God can tell you to go and join a ministry because that will be a template or a model for the ministry that he's calling you to. So stop looking at somebody else. God has told you that you should focus on a, pastor, on, on a, on a music ministry and then you are focusing on an evangelistic ministry. How? God will give you that. Look, look, when God told Joseph that he was going to be, I mean, he, was, he had a great destiny, he gave him two dreams. So when Joseph was in the pit that his brothers dug for him, he was thinking about the dreams. When he was taken by the Midians, right, um, um, to, 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 to Egypt, he was thinking about the dreams. When he was in Potiphar's house, he was thinking about the dreams. Look, and that's how you know people who are not offended. That no matter how people hurt you on your way to destiny, you are not offended because your mind is thinking about the dreams. How we know? that Joseph was not offended was that he still kept using his gifts in Potiphar's house. He still kept using his gifts in the prison. Are you following me here tonight? Are you following me here tonight? 
Abraham looked it. He kept seeing himself as a father of nations. So God has told you that you are going to finance the gospel. Keep thinking yourself as a believer. Don't worry about where these things will come off. As you meditate, an idea will pop to your heart. Read this book. Go for this seminar. Go for these things. Do this, this, this. Meet this person. Call this person. Connect this one. Do this job. Take this contract. Write this proposal. Write this um, CV. Write this cover letter. Do See, instructions come to people who are in constant meditation because when you are meditating, your eyes will know what to look for. Are you following what I'm saying? And then, the Bible records in verse 20 of Romans chapter 4 that he staggered not at that promise through unbelief, but he was strong in faith, which means that now, his faith was alive. Now that you have seen and you are meditating every day, your faith is alive. But to keep your faith strong, the Bible says he was strong in faith, giving glory to God, which means thanksgiving is the way to give is the way to stay strong in faith. There are sometimes you might be washing dishes, doing dishes, doing your laundry, and for some reason you just find yourself singing. Maybe you have been trusting God for some time, you just find yourself singing songs. Keep singing that song. Remember that when songs come spontaneously from your heart, now this is not scripture, but I've, I've noticed through observation. When songs come spontaneously, spontaneously from your heart, when you are doing chores, doing things, it could be that God is about to do something in your life. Or God wants you to, to hold on to that which he has promised you. Because to walk in offense, to walk in ungratefulness, is to walk in unbelief. To walk in unbelief is to abort that which God has promised unto you. So remember what I said? You hear? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith opens the eyes of your heart to see the possibility of that which God is saying. And then God shows you what to look upon. To keep your faith alive for many of us who have to write conf- confession so every morning you keep saying things to yourself that i build this hospital i build an orphanage i'm a financier of the i'm the financier of the gospel right because the lord delights in the prosperity of a servant because i've, I've been given everything that pertains to life and godliness and god has told me that i'm going to be this i thank god and then you begin to speak as though you have received those things so so abraham abraham now became Abraham. God even changed his name so that every time he heard his name, he heard that he was the father of many of, of many nations. So in other words, he began to say things that be not as though they were by saying things as though they had happened. How do I know? So God tells you that you're going to build a hospital. In your confessions, you write, Father, you won't write that, Father, I thank you for the hospital that I'm going to build. You say, Father, I thank you because of the hospital that I just built. It was a 1,000 capacity hospital that is now taking care of many sick people. Thank you for the money that came. I remember those days when we were looking for land to build and you miraculously provided the land. You miraculously... And then, look, and that's why his meditation is good. Meditation now begins to play out those scenarios. As those scenarios are being played out in your in your mind, you then begin to write it down in form of confession. putting Mixing it with scriptures. The Bible says the word did not profit them because they did not mix it with faith. Right? So to mix it with faith is to mix it with scriptures. So for instance, God tells me uh, that my church is going to grow to a thousand people. Right? Uh, so I said, Father, I thank you because when we were 10, you told us that our church was going to be, get to a thousand people. I thank you because, right, that we now have a thousand people. Because your word says that if we lift if I if we lift you up, you will draw men unto you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, because 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 you are being lifted up in our ministry therefore we thank you for the harvest of souls that have come unto you and that now that are now discipled in this ministry thank you lord jesus for all this thank you for you but your word says that in the days of his power there shall be willing people thank you for endure look and, and when you meditate and you are praying the prayers of meditation your request will become decreased 
your prayers will become prophecies let those prophecies become your confessions that you say every day and give god thanks for it every time you remember i hope this has blessed you let us pray father in the name of jesus i thank you for your word that has come tonight to all your children lord i pray that you establish us in your word in the name of the lord jesus thank you father for in jesus name we have prayed next week we'll continue on our series of faith we'll go into part six we'll be talking about sarah hmm, very interesting story you want to be there and you want to invite every of your family member <laughs> to come and listen to what god has in store for us because even me go well thank god i'm usually the first person to hear the message but uh, it's, uh, it's going to be an amazing time if you'd like to give an offering please look for our account details write us an email reach out to someone that you know that is in tsl and ask for the ministry's account number we are currently using somebody's account number so you have to send to her her name is mary akimbola so you would have to send your offering your seeds your you know your proceeds to her thank you very much and god bless you have an amazing 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 weekend this message will be available by midnight on our telegram channel so you can listen to it again and again God bless you and good night.